Hello, hello everybody. So, oh wait, hold on. I'm supposed to do that intro, right? Hey everybody. Okay, so, great. <laughs> Isn't that what we agreed my intro would be? I'm the worst. I can't even stick to my own intro, guys. Okay, all right. Here we go. Um, I was recently asked how I get so many bomb promoters, how I get so many amazing business partners because a lot of people really struggle and I, they call it recruiting. Um, I don't really like to call it that. I don't like to call it prospecting or recruiting. Like I just don't, I like that because I feel like I'm hunting. And when you're a hunter, what does everything around you feel like? Pray. <laughs> Right? And you don't want people to feel that way, right? So you you need to think of yourself as a farmer, not a hunter. As, <clears throat> woo, choking on my spit, guys. <laughs> and so the way I look at it is, oh, my dog's coming to say hello. Hold on just a second. So the way I kind of look at it is I'm just a really good farmer, okay? Um, I pride myself on you know, taking the soil that I've got and tilling the crap out of it, right? Like making it like really awesome and really fertile. And then I find like awesome seeds. I try to do research on like the best seeds to plant in this type of soil and in this type of environment, right? So you can't just take seeds and like throw them around because like some of them are going to land on cement. Some of them are going to land on clay, right? Like no, okay, we're, we're trying to plant some like grass and like that's like Richard's point. <laughs> that's why we don't have grass, okay? Um, and then after you plant the seeds, okay, you're still gonna take care of them. So when you're thinking about it, there's like three seasons right there, right? Tilling the ground and working the ground, making it fertile, breaking it up, doing what you gotta do, okay? Planting and making sure you're using the right seeds and the right time of year, and the, right? Like that, that stuff matters. And then taking care of the seeds, okay? So when you think about it, harvest is the shortest season of all. I mean, if I've got some farmers in here, they're going to be like, hey, Suda, yeah, okay. Because like, you don't get strawberries all year long. You don't get pumpkins all year long. You don't get apples all year long, right? There's a season for them. And that season is so short. I'm from Maine where like Macintosh apples are like, mm, so good. But their season is like maybe a month long. But do you know how long it takes for an apple tree to grow before you can start going and picking the apples for consumption? Like five years or more. They planted an entire field of trees when I started middle school. I don't think I was able to go partake in fruit from those trees until I was like third year, like I was a junior in college, okay? And so you have to be patient. So why can't people bring amazing business partners into their business? They are not patient. When you're not patient, you put out this air of desperation. And when you're desperate, you don't get the cream of the crop. Because when you're desperate, you're not pulling from the top, you're scraping from the bottom. And when you're scraping from the bottom, what kind of person are you going to get? Okay, I want you to let that sink in just for a second because a lot of you get so impatient that you sink into this desperation to find people and you inevitably end up scraping the bottom of the barrel for people who want it easy 
They don't want to invest their time. They don't want to invest money. They don't want to put energy forth, but they want maximum output and payment. And then they quit. And then you're like, oh my God, that was not worth it. I spent so much time in that person. I even bought their enrollment box. Oh my God, I even, no, that is why. That is why you are exhausted. That is why you feel like you suck at recruiting. Number one, I'm going to tell you, if you feel like you suck at recruiting, it's because you're desperate. If you feel like you're desperate, it's because you're impatient. If you don't feel like it's because you're impatient, it's because you lack the skills to identify quality character in people. And that's a, that's a different topic, <laughs> is identifying good character in other people is because you can't identify it because maybe you don't possess it. Oops, sorry, actually I'm not, but that can be fixed, okay? So if you are a person that is not putting forth maximum effort, if you are a person who is not making something a priority, if you are a person who is not of upstanding character, who does what they say, and they're only like, just just do just do what I say, I'm not going to do it, you know, whatever, um, then those are the people you're going to find because you can't identify people who are quality character because you don't have quality character when it comes to you being an entrepreneur. And that's just the fact of the matter, okay? So number one is you're just not patient. Number two is out of that impatience is, you know, breeds desperation. And number three, desperation, right, means you are scraping the bottom of the barrel. Because you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, it's because, number four, you can't identify quality characteristics in a person. So how do you know what those characteristics are? Well, number one, if you were those and possessed those characteristics, you would be better at identifying them, number one. Number two, you have to get the idea that you can show and save people. Okay, you can't show people the way if they don't want to go that direction, number one. Number two, you can't save people who are purposely running in the wrong direction and turn them around. There has to be some kind of desire. There has to be some kind of intentional decision to make a difference for the right reasons. How many of you guys have ever changed, tried to change somebody, but because you wanted the change for them, it's the only reason they were changing and they ended up not changing and then it just created holistic, right? That's why all the girls are like, oh, I like the bad boys. Okay, well, unless the bad boy wants to change into becoming a good guy, like, he's just going to keep being a bad boy. Okay? No matter how much you love him, no matter how much you try to show him, no matter how much you try to change him or, or whatever, like, love the bad out of him, doesn't matter. That's not what it is. If they eventually change, it's not because of you, it's because of them. It's because they wanted to for whatever reason. And you can't make someone want to do anything. However... You need to start becoming a little bit better at identifying the characteristics and qualities of a person you want to work with and then start accepting nothing less than that. Also, you want to become them so you start attracting them, okay? You catch me, you feel me, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Yes? Okay, great. So, number one is start embodying all of the characters and qualities and characteristics that you want in another person. How do you do that? If you don't have, you know, if you don't feel like you possess them, find somebody you look up to like, oh my gosh, they just, they're the bee's knees. They have just, they're such a great leader. They're such an amazing, you know, business person. They're so, and emulate almost literally everything they do. 
And then do that consistently until it just becomes you. When you do that, your standards naturally become higher and you start accepting nothing less than that. And you start not only attracting better quality character people in, in your circle, but you also begin to identify them, even if they're not around you. And I feel like that is why I am good at finding partners is not only do I begin to attract people who are hardworking, who are persistent, who are determined, who are driven, who are all these things that I try to walk in every single day, but because I walk in them every single day, I am better at identifying who possesses them and who doesn't. Also, I am better at putting people to the test to say, okay, I'm not listening to what you say. I'm only watching what you do. So show me. And then because I'm patient, I allow people to disappoint me without being emotionally invested. I allow people to fall short and go, okay, next, right? Like the Ariana Grande song, thank you, next, right? That's, that's got to be your motto. You cannot be emotionally tied to the result because if it's no, it's no. If it's not right now, it's not right now. If it's this person sucks, that person sucks. Like it's just, it's what it is, right? You move on. Stop, stop um, making other people's shortcomings and their character flaws and their character defects a, a sign and symbol of your competence. Stop. One, we're going to get really into the nitty gritty psychology of it. That's, that's egocentric. Okay, it's egocentric to assume that other people's shortcomings, flaws, and character defects have anything to do with you. So stop that right now. You cannot control that or influence it. You are not God. You are not supernatural. You are not like all, you know, omniscient. You just, you aren't. So stop. Stop being selfish. Stop being egocentric. Get out of your head. Knock your ego down a peg. And you're probably thinking, what? You're like, no, I'm like so insecure. And I'm so, so you know what's really the irony of psychology of this is the most insecure people are the most egocentric. This blew your damn mind, didn't I? <laughs> the most insecure people are the most egocentric. Why? Because they assume everyone is looking at them. Everyone is judging them. Everyone's actions revolve around them. Everyone is out to hurt them. Everyone is this, right? Right? They're like, oh, everyone is all about me, 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 me. Right? No, it's not. People are busy living their lives. People are doing things. They don't, not like they don't care about you, but like they're just doing their stuff. If it happens to like indirectly affect you, like it, that's okay. But no one is waking up like, oh, how can I make Sarah miserable today? Oh, how can I make Sarah feel this way? Oh, how could I make... No, no one is. Sorry. Okay. So also identifying that your insecurity is the most egocentric feeling of all and that you really need to get out of your own head. It's not about you. Okay. So whether you sign somebody up or whether you don't or whether someone becomes a partner or they don't or someone becomes a customer or they don't has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. Now, can you always look at any situation and think to yourself, oh, how could I have done that differently? Can you look at feed can you look at situations and look at it like feedback or data and think, okay, is there anything I could have done differently that would have made it have a different outcome? If yes, what would that be? How can I do it differently? If no, all right, I accept it and I move on. Detach yourself from the emotional aspect of the outcome. You cannot be emotionally tied to a no or guess what's going to happen? You're going to be afraid of a no. When you're afraid of a no, what's going to happen? You're going to be afraid of the journey to get the no. When you're afraid of the journey to get the no, you're going to be stuck and stagnant and do absolutely nothing. So 
I want you, number one, is to get out of your head and stopping so egocentric because that is, is like I said, as opposite as it sounds for an insecure person to be egotistical because they're like, I'm the opposite of egotistical. I am like the opposite. I'm just so not confident. No, okay, so egotistical does not mean confident. Egotistical just means focused on one's self and looking inward instead of outward. And that's exactly what people who are insecure do, number one. And like, I keep saying number one. So like, there's lots of number ones. Okay. Lots of number ones <laughs> and lots of number twos. Okay. But I mean, if we're being real and honest, like no one wants to partner and sign on with someone who's insecure. So if you were so emotionally tied and you were like so disappointed and sad and like, oh my gosh, the world's ending and I suck. And what was me when like someone doesn't sign up? That is like, they can smell that like dogs, like they can smell insecurity from a mile away. So if you are even an ounce like insecure about whether they sign up with you or not, they can feel it and they do not want to be with that because we are going back to like major like archaic caveman stuff of like beta energy and alpha energy. Okay. A really great book on that is called Magnetic Sponsoring. So good. You need to give off alpha energy, bro. Okay. <laughs> Like you need to be, even if you got to fake it till you make it. Okay. I never, ugh, I hiccuped again. I never promote like fake it till you make it. I don't ever want you to fake success until you make it. I don't ever want you to fake results if you don't have them. I don't want you to fake those things, but I want you to fake confidence until you get it. You know why? Because if you fake possess confidence long enough, you're going to freaking have it. Okay. <laughs> so I want you to fake being confident long enough to where you can't tell if you're faking it or if you really got it, okay? And so be confident and own your standards, stick by them, and then you begin to embody them. When you begin to embody them, you begin to attract it. When you begin to attract it, you can identify it. When you can identify it, you start having hell of results. Can I get an amen, okay? So when people ask me what my secret is, that's pretty much it. Be confident. Be able to identify quality characteristics in whatever it is you do, a partner, um, like, a, like a life partner or a business partner or whatever it is, whatever it is you're trying to attract. Like learn to identify what those characteristics and qualities are. Write them down if you have to. Write a list of like five or 10 or whatever. Number two is embody them, become them. Why? When you become them, it becomes so second nature that you begin to look for them in everybody and you can so much more easily identify them. Also, number three is when you identify them and you become them. Number three is when you begin to set that standard and accept nothing less because it's where you live now. And so you're naturally reaching up instead of naturally reaching down. Okay. And number four is just getting over yourself and embracing your confidence by increasing your competence. Learn, grow, get to know things, partner with people who are smarter than you, better than you, higher than you, make more money than you, whatever. Surround yourself with those people. Increase your competence. When you increase your competence, you will become more confident. When you become more confident, you put off alpha energy and alpha energy attracts better, higher quality people. Why? Because betas run from that because they're too scared. They're too intimidated. I don't want a beta on my team. Get out, get away. Because again, circling back to that point, you are selfish and egotistical because you are insecure. I don't want insecure people, like deeply insecure people. I don't want to work with them. They're too much work. I'm not here to be a therapist again. 
I am here to be an entrepreneur and be in business and help make you money and help make me money and help change lives and help impact people and help create so much impact all over the world and all this other stuff. And insecurity is not going to help me get there. So I don't want it in my space or my energy. and I don't want it near me. Okay. Because again, you cannot fight one's ego. You have no control over that. And so when you get with people who are really deeply insecure, you are fighting their ego literally every day. And that is exhausting for you and for them. And they are not ready nor in the place to be open or receptive to an opportunity to learning, to growing and learning and growing as a part of entrepreneurship and success. Okay. And so you need to learn those things, embody those things, and then set your standards so you accept nothing less. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you guys found some value in it. I know it was short. It was to the point, but I didn't really need to get all mamsy-pamsy with it. I just hit you right across the face with the jab-jab hook, you know, with some truth. Um, so I hope it didn't knock you out. I hope you're standing on your feet. But uh, if you found some value in this, go ahead and screenshot it. Put it in your stories. Tag me at thecourtneyrogers.co, C-O. Let me know what you got from this. Let me know what some of your biggest takeaways are and what you want to hear more from me um, in the future. Uh, also, if you are on your app, if you were listening either like Spotify or iTunes or whatever, please go ahead and leave us a five-star review. It means the world to me. Um, <laughs> Jesse Lee says this content is free. Um, and one way we are able to do that is by getting star uh, five-star reviews that enable us to be ranked so we can impact more people. And it also helps us stay ad-free. Um, I will never put ads on here, but I also want to make sure that if I am creating value that I am continuing to do this, but if it's not a value, obviously it's not a good use of my time. However, your five-star reviews help to let me know that it is very impactful for you. And so I would love to know your thoughts. So feel free to go ahead and do that. I would very much appreciate it. And until then, friends, I will see you in the next episode.